very important and special to me. I'm going to close this door, and it's going to make him feel a lot better. So while we're talking about our wonderful pastor and pastor's wife, I wonder if they wouldn't mind coming and meeting me here in the front. I think that's all right. Give honor where honor is due. I'll let y'all be together. We are so thankful for Pastor and Sister McBride. And, you know, it's, it's easy to overlook everything that they do because they're so good about giving recognition to other people. But they love this church, and they love you unconditionally. And they love your families. They love your children. They're forever in prayer for your situations, for your needs. And I want to hold them up. And I also want to recognize them for all that they do here at the sanctuary. So one more time, can we thank them from the sanctuary? Amen. You can be seated for just a moment because, you know, that's what we do here. It is a Christmas service, and so it's probably no surprise that I'm going to Luke chapter. Some of you knew, but you knew it was a trick question because you've been around me long enough, right? We are going to be in Luke chapter 10. You've been standing a lot. You can remain seated, but Luke chapter 10, verse number 38 now it came to pass as they went that he, Jesus, Bible quizzers understand that reference where I clarified the pronoun, that he, Jesus, entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him, to Jesus, and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone. Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing, everybody say one thing, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. I wonder if you wouldn't mind just put your Bibles down if you have those. And just for a moment, just ask that God over the next couple of moments that he would speak to our hearts. Lord Jesus, Lord, we're so thankful. Lord, there is nothing that we could ever do that would bring enough thanksgiving, enough praise into your house. Lord, but we come, Lord, and praise waits on you. And we pray, Lord, that for the next few moments that you would open up our understanding and our hearts and our minds and our eyes, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Thank you. In this Christmas season, there are two types of individuals. I guess I could say a title, right? That would be helpful so that you know where we're going to talk about for the next couple of moments. I want to talk about the present of presence. The present of presence. In this Christmas season, there are no doubt probably two types of individuals. And I'm not asking for a show of hands, but some of us, well, I already put myself in that group, didn't I? Some people in this place are looking for the crowds to go away. It's not that we're Grinch. It's not that. Uh, but, 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 you know, the crowds are not what we're for uh, or all about. And some of us can't wait for the next crowd, the next party, the next gathering. And uh, it excites us. And uh, uh, we can't wait for that to happen. 
And Jesus is at Mary and Martha's house, and wherever Jesus is, there's a crowd, and it's, it's a party, and there's a lot of work to be done. It's in their house, and there's no shortage of tasks and work to attend to with all of the guests. And what a great honor to have Jesus in their house, but what a great responsibility. There's no holiday paper products. There's no paper napkins, there's no plastic silverware, there's no running to harps for 25-piece assorted fried chicken. And it's instant, we're going to have a party. There's none of that, but here they are slaving away. And Mary and Martha are doing fine until Jesus starts speaking. And something inside of Mary is compelled to come to where Jesus is, and there she is at her feet. And now Martha is left alone, overwhelmed with the abundance of things that have to be done to entertain this great host and this great honor. And so knowing of Jesus' compassion, Martha makes her way to Jesus, prepared to confront him in front of Mary, her sister. And knowing that Jesus, full of compassion, will send Martha or Mary back to the kitchen. And Martha will give her a piece of her mind. You know, you've been there. Wives, you've looked at your husband and said, are you not going to do anything? Right? I, we're guilty every once in a while. Hopefully not. But quite to her dismay, Jesus does not confront Mary as she is expecting. In fact, he commends Mary and in fact says, Martha, Martha, why are you so careful and troubled about many things? But there's only one thing that is important here. Mary has chosen it. It is not going to be taken from her. Maybe another way to put it is, Martha, you are concerned about very important things. But Mary has recognized what is most important. And that will not be taken from her. She is present in my presence. It was a, last week and it's getting close to the end of the semester and a lot of students are very concerned and a student was sharing with me her disappointment and her performance in the class. And I was kind of shocked. She seemed like a very bright student. And she made the confession to me. I said, you're here in class almost every single day. I don't ever see you missing. And she made these words to me that kind of rang true. She said, I have been present almost every day, but I have not been present every day. Maybe in words, in case you were not quick to catch the pun, she has physically been in class but not necessarily mentally in class every day. There were distractions that kept her from being present in the moment. And there was often a disconnect between what is important and what is most important. And there is no shortage of important things, especially this time of year that keep us running and chasing our tails and things that seem utterly so important. But all along, we, if we're not careful, we miss what is most important important and what is meant by this most joyous time of year and in reality we find many families in arguments and many families with money concerns many last minute overtime efforts to try to get a couple of extra dollars and stress about the budget and in short it becomes anything but joyous and everything except worship to our king we're distracted by the noise the hustle the sales and Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the presents and the wrapping and the decorating and the travel 
and the parties and the gatherings and the gift exchange at work and the gift exchange at church and the gift exchange with the family and the list goes on and on. And as Dave Ramsey puts it, and I love this, he says, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. That hit home with you too, didn't it? Now, I'm not saying when you're buying presents for your children that you don't like your children. That's not what I'm saying. But many of us, and I'm not asking for hands, but many of us have felt pressure to buy something for our children because all the other children, all their friends have this one thing. And face it, we feel like failures as parents or as grandparents, even if it is beyond our means. Perhaps, perhaps, just maybe, we have missed something very most important. We can spend all the time and effort and money, and all we have to show for it is three extra bags Garbage bags of trash, mostly wrapping paper. One toy that's already broken. Half a dozen gifts that we're planning to exchange. And five more pounds that we have to lose in January. Now before you call me Pastor Grinch, before you greet me at the back door with a hearty ball humbug, there's nothing wrong with giving gifts. Nothing wrong with some parties and eating some food, maybe a few extra calories, maybe a lot of extra calories. But let's keep our priorities straight. Let's remember that to not be so busy that we, we the church, take Christ out of Christmas. Let's not be so busy celebrating His birth that we forget His birth and forget the reason for the season. If the most precious gift to Jesus was Mary's present presence. She was not just being present like Martha, but she was present in the moment. In fact, the Bible makes it clear we are to present our wealth as a... No, I mean, there's scriptures about giving, don't get me wrong, but we are to present our bodies, our lives, our soul, our spirit, our strength as a living sacrifice. And if that is the most beautiful and meaningful gift that you can give Him, let's make sure that we give it to Him. But also in this season, and this time of year especially, make sure you give of yourself and your time to your family and to your friends. Don't just be present. Be present. Regardless of the gifts left to be bought, regardless of maybe the gifts that are still tucked up in the top of your closet, still yet to be wrapped, or all you overachievers that have already purchased and wrapped everything, regardless of all of the gift giving that may go on, let's not forget the reason and be present in and with our families. It is the greatest gift that you can give your families is to be present in the moment. Remember, as you're gathering together with family, to be present. Not just there, but to be present. I know some of you jokers are already thinking, I'm going to walk into my family gathering and say, the greatest gift you're ever going to get is right here. You're welcome. But there's a lot of truth to that. And it's harder than you think to be present in the moment. 
all of the distractions, all of the important things are still there. And we feel distracted. And, you know, here lately it's been my cell phone has actually been my watch. And that's been an inconvenience because there's so many notifications that come up on my phone. And some of you with smart watches takes you out of the moment and into another moment because there is something important that has packed, you know, popped up on that device. And the phone, during family gatherings, the computer is so easy to pick up, to turn on. The TV is so easy to turn on. But this Christmas season, let's make a conscious effort to be present. To be present in the moment. I promise the things that will mean the most in your life to your children, to your grandchildren, to your family are not the $15 exchange items that everyone does Dirty Santa with. It'll be forgotten. But what will stick in your memory are things about when people were present. And we can all go back to a time, and it is not a gift that you received, but for me, I can go back into my grandmother and grandfather's trailer house. And over the bar is a small strand of multicolored lights and over in the corner is a little card table that's been put up for just this season. And there's a tabletop tree that is decorated with all the little apples. And that was so common in that day. And it is not the presents that still stick in my mind. I can't even remember exactly what I got each of these Christmases. But I remember of all of the aunts and uncles, all of the cousins being in that little trailer house. And how warm it got when all of those bodies were there. And everyone was talking and making conversation before the time of microwaves became so popular, there was the popcorn maker in the counter, and we got it out at Christmas time. And we put the popcorn in there with the oil and the melted butter that drizzled down from the top on that popcorn. And then when he pulled it out, you put a little salt on it. And I remember the way it smelled. And I remember all of the extra leaves being placed in the table, in my grandparents' table. And all of us gathered around, and the, all of the decorations were removed off the table. And into the, uh, to the late night, we were there gathered, young and old. And we were gathered around the table with some dominoes. And we were gathered around the table playing some uno. All of us. So while I can't remember the gifts, there is something that I can remember a feeling and experience that has stuck with me all of these years because everyone was present. Not that they just traveled back home for that particular gathering, but they were present in the moment. And no doubt it was a lot easier before the advent or the invention of smartphones and laptop computers. It was a lot easier in that day. But let's make a decision to be present and to give the most precious gift that we can give as we all stand in this place. Hopefully this is nothing that I'm saying that is new, but it is a reminder to us the power of presence. That is why Jesus said, Martha, this experience cannot be taken from Mary. It's not just because I'm not going to send her back into the kitchen, but because she was present in this moment. There will be something that she experiences that will forever be with her the rest of her life because she was present in this moment. Your presence, the memory placed into the recesses of the minds of your family will be a lasting gift that can never be taken from them. And so I'm going to leave us 
with a challenge. And it's the most difficult of challenges for some of us. I'm going to make a challenge, and it's a social media challenge. So listen up. Social media challenge. There can be a lot of gifts given and all those things. But I'm making a challenge to the church. Don't post those pictures. Now, I know if, you, if the kids have got something from grandma and grandpa and they can't be there, you're, you're required to show them a picture. I get that. Text it to them, share it with instant message, something else. But if you're going to post a picture, post it of you being present with your family. And I don't want you to tag me and say, I'm present. But post a picture of you being present in the moment. I think it would be so telling of how present the moment you're in if there was a hush that fell over social media because we were present with our families. It's the greatest gift you can possibly give. The most valuable present you can give this year will cost you nothing but time. It is the present of presence. The present of presence. I pray that God, as we are dismissed, would help us be reminded of that and live in the moment, embrace every moment, hug a family member, greet them, let them know that you're excited that to be around them, to see them, and enjoy that moment. If that's what He expects, let's make sure we're present in His presence. But this holiday season, let's also be present in the presence of our family. Can we pray that God would touch our hearts?